0: Recognition, power, and influence is your birthright, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 204. Today's episode is long overdue. I am doing an entire episode on salary negotiation. I realized I've never really talked about this topic on this podcast, and I didn't really know why, since it's something that I work with my clients on all the time time. I have a lot of opinions and I've had a lot of success with so many women to negotiate higher level salaries because let's face it, the gender pay gap is real. You know that it's real. You have seen evidence that it's real. You have experienced it, unfortunately, for yourself. And I want to change that. So today's episode is going to give you very specific tips and tools that you can begin to use right away to negotiate a higher salary. Let's get started. Welcome to Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and I teach you how to get promoted, get paid, and bring your whole self to the leadership table. I am on a mission to change organizations from the C-suite out, because women are the new face of leadership, and we are doing it on our terms. Hello, corporate badasses. Welcome to another episode of Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer. Super excited, as always, to be here with you again this week. So at the beginning of today's episode, I'm going to draw an oracle card from my goddess oracle deck, and that is the sponsor for today's episode. I just drew Lakshmi, Bright Future stop worrying. Everything is going to be fine. Oh, I love that. The goddess Lakshmi comes up a lot if you take yoga classes on the regular. She's talked about a lot in yoga, and I'm very familiar with her as a goddess. And I really like this idea that she's speaking to our bright future and to stop worrying because everything is going to be fine. And I encourage you as the listener to integrate this card into your week. And at times when you feel yourself to be extra anxious, worried, perhaps you can remind yourself that you do have a bright future. And as I was actually just talking to the women inside of the leadership table, my six-month executive coaching mastermind group, uh, yesterday, I was talking about your future has already happened. And that your future dreams and everything that you want in your 3x vision is absolutely inevitable. And if you believe that to be true, how would you act today? So if you believed that you had a bright future, how would you, and that was just a guarantee, like it it was like not a possibility to go any other direction. Um, How would you perform today? What would you do today differently? And a lot of times that's a way to eliminate the worry and the stress because So much of the stress that we have in our lives is about looking too much to the future and worrying about the future, worrying even about the past and thinking, wow, you know, this happened to me negatively, or maybe this happened to to me positively. Like it was so much easier at my last job. Maybe I made a mistake. And then you're worrying. So when you can bring it back to the present moment, remind yourself that you do already inevitably have a bright future. It's just we don't always know how we're going to get there, and that's what causes the worry and the anxiety along the way. So I invite that Goddess locked me into your life this week, and I'm going to invite her into this podcast episode as I begin to share with you some of my best tips on salary negotiation. I was looking for this podcast episode to share with uh, someone who reached out to me asking me some questions about her salary negotiation and. I thought, I talk about this all the time. I should have a podcast episode about it. And I go through my 200 podcast episodes looking at all the titles and I'm like, wait, do I not have a podcast episode on salary negotiation? Because I, I literally coach on this every single week because if you're getting a promotion, inevitably salary negotiation comes as part of it. And then sometimes for women who aren't getting a promotion level setting their salary is often part of their career development goals as well because so many of us as women are underpaid already. As we know, the statistics don't lie. I didn't know why I didn't have an episode on salary negotiation, so now I do. So now I have something that I can send out to folks when they ask me about the best tips and tricks to be able to do that. I also have another selfish reason for today's episode and It comes from the fact that most of the women, and it's possible that you as the listener, if you've never worked with me before, you don't actually realize this, but pretty much all the women that I work with in coaching pay for the coaching out of their own pocket. And I think that for a lot of you, it's a limiting belief that your company should pay for your coaching because you see some of the senior executive leaders who are men that have coaches and the company pays for it. Or perhaps you've had your company sponsor development programs, or maybe they've even hired a coach for you, right? Like they they pay for coaching. Yet you get that coach and you're like, ah, I'm not really aligned with this person. They seem like they're just trying to make me a better manager. Um, it's not really helping my career progression how do I get a coach like that? And then you're waiting for your company to support you. So then you don't invest in coaching on your own. And this is a really big mindset shift for a lot of women that not only is it possible to invest in coaching on your own, but it's possible to recoup the benefits like three times of the investment to coach with somebody on your own. And hopefully that somebody is me. And if it's not me, I encourage you to invest in your own professional development. This is a huge part of owning your own career path. So whoever that person, your person might be, I encourage you to do that. And then I also encourage you to make that money back 10 times. Sometimes for a lot of my clients, it's quite literally They make it back in salary adjustments and pay raises like all the time. You'll see a lot of my celebration posts on LinkedIn and Instagram talking about a $60,000 pay increase or a $50,000 sign-on bonus or somebody doubling their salary in less than two years. You'll see those types of wins on, you know, when I celebrate publicly and it's true because when you start to do this coaching, and I'm going to give you some very specific tips on negotiating your salary today, you are able to make more money. And so it's kind of like having a magic ATM machine where you come, you put some money, or you put your card in to invest with me. You're like, hey, here's some money into this ATM machine, but I'm going to pull out double. I'm going to be able to take out double my investment. So think of it when you're contemplating investing in your own development as that. And we are in charge of that success, and we are in charge of how much money we're able to take out of the ATM machine. And that kind of segues into today's episode. So when you hear me talk about promotion pathways, it's very important for you to realize it's not that I definitely promote going outside of your current organization. I coach a lot of women, 50% of the women that I work with to get a promotion directly. So like you're climbing the corporate ladder, you get a promotion directly as a result of your efforts to, you know, and it's straight up, right? You're a senior director. You become a vice president of your group, right? But the problem with relying that on that as the sole means of success in your career development path is that it's very limited. It's limited to timing. It's limited to your boss. It's limited to availability. It's limited to economics. It's, it's just incredibly limited to climb a straight ladder. And for a lot of women that I work with too, the part of what they're trying to do is break outside of this limiting box, right? They don't want to be a victim to their company and their layoffs. And so I teach a philosophy called always be interviewing. And in that philosophy, the idea is even if you have a job that you absolutely love and you absolutely adore, you're still building your network outside of your organization. You're still building allies. You know what's out there. You know what the salary opportunities are outside of your current situation. And what this does for you is it reminds you that you have options. And so then if layoffs do occur, if your boss does get let go and now you no longer have a sponsor at your company, you have so many options available to you because your career path is on your terms. You have created this career path. And when you're always be interviewing and you do what I teach, you're going to find yourself that you have that confidence to speak up for yourself and better negotiate your salary internally as well, because you know what your options are. You know, like really from a technical standpoint, you're worth, you know, that you're incredibly valuable and they just need to pay up, right? So that's the first tip towards salary negotiation is always be negotiating right? Always know your value. Always know what else, what other options are out there. Know what sign-on bonuses are like. Know what other people are getting paid, right? Have very open conversations with people that you trust about their salaries and what's out there. Do your research. Go to salary.com. Understand the value that you have and what you bring to the organization. And how it ties into the market. Now, from a managing your emotions standpoint, it's also important to realize that even if you get paid really well at your current organization, and I see a lot of women that this becomes a problem. It's kind of like the golden handcuffs. So they they assume that their company pays really really well. Um, I work in Silicon Valley, and a lot of organizations pay like I just talked to somebody who was making like almost a million dollars a year (laughs) a million dollars a year i mean let me just throw that out there as an option (laughs) right can you imagine you're making a million dollars a year you're you're never going to want to leave that company right like it's like it totally is the golden handcuffs and so it's really important that even if you feel like you have a salary cap at your company and it's going to be really difficult to match that somewhere else again find that out for yourself. Is that really true? And under the right circumstances and the right title, could you make a move to another organization and actually get paid more money? So do your research, understand the market, and just like always know what's happening around you. So let's, let's say that you feel like you are underpaid at your current organization and you would like to negotiate your salary. I have a very popular Instagram post. It was, I, I, I can't say that any of my posts have ever gone viral, but this is the closest thing to having gone viral. It has the most download. And I give a really specific tip to level setting your salary. And it is exactly what I just said. Use the language of level setting your salary versus I would like to get paid more. I want a salary adjustment. I would like to have a conversation around level setting my salary and then stop talking. The other magical thing about this particular Instagram reel is I had a woman write me back after seeing that reel going to her human resources department asking to have a conversation about level setting her salary, them saying sounds good, them doing an investigation and her getting paid $20,000 more from that single post. That's it. Have a conversation about level setting your salary. Even if you don't know 100% for sure, but you just have an inkling that maybe some of your peers or even your direct reports get paid more than you, this happens all the time for the women who I work with, that they have direct reports who they know for a fact get paid more than them because they hired them. Whatever it might be for you, you have the right to have a level-setting conversation. So approach it from that direction. Say, hey, would it be possible for us to have a conversation about level-setting my salary and then stop talking? Because what you want to know is if your organization is open to negotiating. Is your organization open to having a conversation about equal rights, (laughs) right? Are they open to it? Because a lot of times they're not. Oh, well, what do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Let me look into it. A lot of times they're going to dodge the question. And then sometimes you're going to get the right person who's like, you know what? Hell yeah. Let's have a conversation about it. So that's the first step is like, if you haven't already done that, just try it. Do it have a conversation with somebody at your organization somebody who's an actual decision maker about level setting your salary now the rest of the episode i'm going to be talking about hardcore salary negotiations these are tips of like if you're in the salary negotiation process right if you're really like let's say you're getting a new job let's say you're getting a promotion let's say that you are working in a role where you are underpaid for your current situation and they say, yes, we can have a conversation about level setting your salary, let's talk about your business case. So in that second conversation, which is now we're actually negotiating the salary, here are my best tips about that. The first thing that I want you to know is that a negotiation is expected. The first thing I want you to know is that a negotiation is expected. What is a negotiation? Somebody presents an offer, you present a counter offer, and then they come up with a final number, right? That's a negotiation, back and forth, kind of like buying a house. It's kind of like going to Tijuana, Mexico and paying full price or negotiating. It's expected that you negotiate, right? That's the environment that is set up. So when you are getting a new job, when you're getting a promotion, And when you have permission to have a conversation around level setting your salary, it is open to negotiation. I want to give a caveat on that third piece is that a lot of us haven't been given permission to have a conversation about level setting our salary, like outside of the promotion or new job realm. And we're trying to negotiate and we're getting pissed off because they're telling us no, but... There's no incentive to our organization to just start randomly paying us more. Like, let's say you take a job um, without a salary increase because you didn't negotiate. And now you regret it because three years later, you're still doing that same job and you've had measly salary increases over the years and you're totally annoyed and this is awful and now you want to quit. There is no reason that they need to just pay you more money because you think you deserve more money and maybe you screwed up by not negotiating when the promotion actually happened. So you have to get permission first from them before you start negotiating. If you start negotiating without permission, you're going to come off as annoying. You're going to annoy yourself. You're going to start feeling like mad that they're not listening to you. So again, get permission first, but once you have permission, negotiation is expected. So if negotiation is expected and you don't negotiate, you do not appear qualified to be a senior executive leader. A lot of what you'll hear me talk about is not that you're not worthy of a promotion, but that you just aren't seen as an executive leader. And so it's not that you're not worthy of a higher salary. It's just that you're not accepting the fact that negotiation is inevitable. So part of being an executive leader is being street smart, being savvy, understanding the ins and outs of executive leadership. And if you're just like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And you're afraid to negotiate because you're afraid you'll screw it up. You're actually screwing it up. You're getting off on the wrong foot because you didn't say anything. So if negotiation is expected, just have a conversation. So this is tip number two. It's a back and forth conversation. So, you know, the hiring manager offers you a salary and you just wanna say something like, is there any room for negotiation? And then they respond, hell no, that's it. That's the best I could do, okay, Now you take that offer and you decide if you wanna actually accept the offer or not, right? Or you say, is there any room for negotiation? And the hiring manager says, well, let me look into it. Then you say, because I was thinking something more like X, Y, Z. If your base salary is really low and there's no room for negotiation in that area, perhaps there is room for negotiation in terms of a sign-on bonus or a professional development bonus, right? If you could hire a coach like me, get a sign-on bonus or a development bonus, and then you get higher salaries all along the way because you hired a coach like me, right? Like that's a huge incentive, There are so many other ways that we can, you know, obviously stock options, everything, right? There's so many different ways that we can get our total comp package increased. So that's the second thing is just really being willing and going into the conversation about the negotiation. Now, the third tip is we don't need as much of a business case as we think we do for our salary adjustment. I was on a panel discussion last year for a women's leadership forum and somebody asked about, you know, how do I actually present myself for a promotion or for a raise? And the other coach on the panel, she immediately went into, you need to know your, your numbers. You need to put it into a slide presentation. You need to, to make sure you have three key points as to why you need to get paid more. You need to make sure, right, you have to have your whole business case laid out. And then it went through the panel to me and I said, or you just need to know if a salary adjustment is possible. And so, so many of us aren't getting permission. So I guess this, all of my tips come back to getting permission first. We're not getting permission to even present for the salary adjustment. And then we're doing all this back end work to show why we're ready for a promotion or why we're ready for a salary increase. We're doing all the back-end work first and then we present it and they're like, eh, we don't have a budget for it. So make sure that you have permission first, but then when you do your presentation, make sure you're presenting on the right qualities. So a great example of right qualities is if it is an internal without a promotion salary increase, like let's say it's a level set, what you want to do is you want to be able to showcase to them in this presentation, in this business case, the most important thing is, this is the job that I have, this is the job that I was hired for, and this is the job I'm actually doing. So you can show them the gap between your title and then your pay, because most companies will associate pay and title, they'll put them together, right? And so what you have to do is you have to show them, even though I don't have the higher title, I didn't actually get the promotion, I am doing the work of a vice president or a senior vice president, and here's all the reasons why. So if you put nothing else in your business case for a raise, make sure you're highlighting those skills. Same, same when you're negotiating for a new position. So when you're negotiating for a new position, it's, it's usually a lot simpler. So either the company has budget or they don't. They'll tell you. So you want to ask if it's if it's negotiable. You also want to make sure that you go higher than you think. And I think a lot of women are, one, they're so grateful to have the opportunity. They don't want to mess it up. And then two, they don't realize that negotiation is inevitable. So they think they're going to piss somebody off. But when you ask in this more curious questioning state, when you just say, hey, is salary negotiation possible? then you can present these higher numbers because then they're going to be like, hell no, that's not possible. And then you can sort of meet them somewhere in the middle. And usually that somewhere in the middle is much closer to what you actually wanted in the first place. Like let's say if they give you an offer and you go $50,000 higher, and they're like, oh my gosh, no, that's not even what we pay our SVPs. Then you can drop it all the way down to just you know, 20000 higher than their original offer, and they might be more likely to say yes to it. So often the reason that we get paid less over time as women is because we didn't negotiate our salaries in the beginning. I have a couple of examples of things that worked for some of my clients. Let me just read to you one of them, one of the notes that was sent to me after a successful salary negotiation. Says, just in case you need real numbers for your actual raise promotion question, I'll share my actual numbers. Promotion to senior director with a $35,000 increase after negotiations. Like we cannot, we have to stop expecting them to just give us an additional $35,000 for fun, right? So after negotiations. Seven months prior, I received a $38,000 raise for advocating for myself and requesting a compensation review. Again, so prior to her promotion, even if she knew a promotion was happening, what she did is she negotiated a salary increase, a level setting of her salary before that promotion happened, which got her up by an additional $38,000. So then when she was actually promoted to senior director, It went up by another $35,000, so that's a $76,000 increase in less than a year. So many of you are waiting to even have the level-setting conversation because you think that it has to be tied to an actual promotion when, in fact, that's often not the case. If you can get your salary increase now, then when you're able to get that actual promotion, you have so much more leverage, Right it doesn't negate it doesn't keep you from getting promoted the second time it doesn't keep you from making more money when you do get that salary increase so that's a great example another example is if you are wanting to increase your sign-on bonus but you're leaving behind stock options you can use that as leverage to be able to then say to somebody hey So would you have any wiggle room on the sign-on bonus? Because essentially by taking this role, I'm saying no to $50,000 over here. And so sometimes they can match that. And I actually had a client who that in fact was happening to her. If she left before March, then she was basically saying no to $50,000. And so her new company gave her a $50,000 sign-on bonus right, to match that because they really wanted her. Now, I wanna also give you a caveat. If you are interviewing in the way that I teach using my executive level interviewing process, then you are more likely to automatically get a higher salary because you are interviewing in an ideas-based way versus a hours that you put in. So hourly workers tend to get paid less than people who get paid for their ideas. Now, obviously, all of you listening are salary workers. You don't get paid by the hour. But the way that you interview, the way that you're acting is that you get paid by the hour. You get paid by your deliverables. You have an outcome that you have to produce, and then that equals your pay. When you get paid in that way and not for your ideas, then you'll always get paid less money. And so when you interview from this ideas-based approach using curiosity and belonging and the way that I teach where you interview peer-to-peer, even if it's a senior director level position, you are more valuable to the organization. So people who get paid more money are perceived, the perception is that they're more valuable. Now, that's BS, right? Like nobody is <laughs> who gets paid more money is actually more valuable than somebody who gets paid less money, but we get paid by our perceived value to the company. And when we can bring unique ideas to an organization, something that nobody else has, they are willing to pay us that $50,000 sign-on bonus. When we are one of 20 other people who could do that job, then they are less willing to negotiate a higher salary for us. All right, so that's another piece of the puzzle, really making sure that you're going through the interview process correctly. Now, the last thing I wanna leave you with is what if they tell you no? So what what do you do then? And one thing that I want you to always remember is you have choices. And if you are saying, oh, well then I'm not gonna take it. I'm gonna walk away. I don't want this. It is basically telling the universe like what what I'm referring to is like that negative, like, screw that they're not paying me enough or like I'm out of here. I'm out of this job. They don't care about me. It has this negative tone to it. And, you know, rightfully so. Maybe they don't care about you, but whatever you should leave. I'm not saying you shouldn't but when you leave because of like screw them or I, how can they offer me such a low salary or they don't even care about me or i don't i don't want to work here what you're doing is you're telling the universe that things don't work out for you you're saying out loud like hey i don't have a bright future people don't get me and so you're creating more of that angst and anxiety around that when you are very clear of your worth when you understand your value When you go back to that company and you say, I cannot accept this role at this salary, but I am still very interested in this organization. Do you have another role or opportunity for me that is more aligned with my expectations? When you do something like that, you are more likely to continue creating more abundant opportunities for yourself. So that's just a little bit of a reminder. How we say no, how we choose between one job over the other is really important in what we're going to continue creating all along the way with our salary adjustments going forward. So I'm not saying you shouldn't leave that organization if they keep telling you no, they won't pay you for your job. Like, yeah, you should leave, but do it on your terms because you know your value, because you know the impact that you want to be making Because you're clear on how you want to be a leader and a role model to so many other people about what's possible. Because you deserve the money. You are amazing. You are a corporate badass. You do. This is not even a question whether or not you deserve to have more money. Of course you do. Whether or not you deserve to have equal pay, right? Of course you do. Are you worthy of that $76,000 pay increase? Of course you are. You don't even have to pay it back. You are worthy of more money. Of course you are. And you just have to stay in that place of empowerment and making empowered decisions. And this is why people coach with me and sign up for the leadership table every six months again and again and again, they renew their contract because we all need that reminder, right? It's so easy to dip into that negative space of, you know, nobody cares about me. People don't appreciate me. This company is terrible. I'm out of here. So, so easy to kind of dip into that place. When in reality, we are capable of so much more expansion. And we have that bright future. It's inevitable. It's already happening for us. We just have to kind of lean in and continue to make that happen. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you go out there, make more money so that you can come and work with me as your executive coach. I would absolutely love to see that. And otherwise, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Before you go, I have a question for you. Do you know how close you are to your next promotion? Really? Not what your boss has told you, not what you even believe to be true, but have you actually taken the time to sit down, take an assessment, review the five categories that it takes to get promoted into senior executive leadership positions and decided where you fall in each category and given yourself a ranking on a scale of one to 10 of how close you are to getting your next promotion? Have you done this? Well, now's your chance. If that feels interesting to you and you're like, hey, I wanna know exactly how close I might actually be or how far away you might be and what it's gonna take to get you even closer, then I invite you to take my promotability quiz. This is a quiz that I put together with practical tips that actually tell you where you're lacking and where you're winning. What are the areas that you actually need to improve and not necessarily what your boss is telling you all the time so that you can take concrete steps towards landing that next promotion and changing the face of the leadership table. Go to your com to take your free assessment today. Yourmoability score.com and let me know how it goes.